The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So Warren Tabiso, Warren is Director Galileo Capital. He's a regular contributor to The Money Show. And uh, tonight we're looking at what uh, Tabiso's problem, because I'd like to try and solve Tabiso's problem. I think many of us have a similar problem. I'd like to replace my 10-year-old car with a decent low-mileage demo model. I've saved up some funds for the purchase, but I need to take out vehicle finance for about 40% of the value. I plan to pay it off over two, maximum three years, but I'm not sure if I should go ahead with a fixed interest rate or a linked interest rate. What do you think is the best way to go since interest rates are so high at the moment? Regards, Tabiso. Um, let's talk, uh, I suppose, more broadly, if we can, Warren, just about some principles uh, with which Tabiso is grappling, and then we'll get into the specifics of his question. Yeah, I think it's a, um, it, it's a, it's an issue that faces almost all of us in South Africa when we start to earn you know a decent salary you know you know going from relying on on public transport to being able to drive ourselves becomes n- not really a luxury but almost a necessity to make sure we can you know we can uh, ge- generate an income and and make a living and and do it as safely as possible and w- when public transport is as unreliable as it is in SA then then this is a necessity so cars are, are in South Africa i think you know as opposed to some other countries cars are a necessity for a lot of people the other part of that point though is we're we're dealing with uh, um, a, let's say a marketing machine that that i think uh, stands back for nothing you know the, the, the motor dealerships are i, I think uh, the, the best marketers in the world <laughs> Uh, and and the way that they sell their product to us, uh, there is absolutely no doubt in our minds that you know w- when they when they issue a new model, that that model is uh, you know go, goes from being something that's nice to have to an absolute necessity. That's how good their marketing is. Um, and 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 I I'm I'm a I'm a self-confessed car addict, so I'm I'm one of those. And and it, it, I have to fight the urge to buy the new car, so I make sure I never buy a new car. Is is, is the answer, but. But uh, we, we get sold these things as as a necessity, and and they come out every two or three years with an upgrade or a new model, and and the car is so emotive in the way um, it's positioned with us that it's very hard to make a sensible, rational decision uh, for for most of us. So so we're dealing with two things: one, a necessity, and and then two, uh, you know, almost kind of unf- un- I mean, it's irresistible marketing machine. Attitude. Uh, is uh, then- so how how then do we do it? Do we set ourselves a budget? Say, look, I can afford three hundred thousand, or five hundred thousand, or seven hundred and fifty thousand, whatever the number is, and simply stick to that number. And if the car we desire is above that number, we don't do it. We don't buy it because we've all got our limitations. We need to know what our limitations are before we even start looking at cars. Well, I think you, you're hitting the third pillar of this whole uh, the, the, this whole conversation on its head, which is um, the, the the last part of the of the machine is is the financing machine, you know, and and, and so between the dealerships and the banks, they, they they will pitch affordability in a different way to the way you've described. So so the way you're talking about it, I think, is exactly right. We 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 should, uh, you know, if we do this rationally, we should say. We're going to spend two hundred thousand, or you know, a hundred thousand, or whatever your number is, on a car. And if I if I don't have a, I can't find a car in that bracket. It means I can't afford a car. Unfortunately, the finance machine does it differently. What 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 the finance machine does is says, 
how much can you afford on a monthly basis? And if you can afford 7,223 Rand, then uh, how about we structure your finance deal to make that work? And that could look like zero deposit up front, 7,200 every month for the next six or seven years. And, and then at the end, don't worry about it, but you know, there's this thing called a balloon payment and, and so we go. So, and everybody's think doing starting- it. Everyone's doing it because, you know, cars are expensive, but we make it affordable for you because look, I mean, in five years time, you're going to be far more advanced in your career. You're going to have, you'll be able to afford that balloon payment. You'll be able to do it because you're, you, you're so good at your job and you are, you know, you're a massively aspirational individual and of course you're going to advance in your career. So yeah, let's look at what your affordability is. Not what you can afford, but what your affordability is. And those are two different things. Absolutely. And, and uh, you, you know, added to that will be, you know, some of the, some of these finance houses will, will also look at some sort of a guaranteed future value. You know? So if you only drive the car for 34 kilometers a month uh, for the next five years, we'll, we'll, we'll guarantee that we'll buy the car back from you at 50% of the value you're paying today. Uh, and and so that you know that that's the other little hook that 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 gets into this whole thing. So so there there is a lot for for a car buyer to deal with, and and I think uh, you, you know we we need to we need to do this in steps. And and I think the very first step is is exactly the approach you you've just re- suggested. Bruce. Start with I can afford a lump sum of of X, whatever your number is. And uh, you, you know before you go and shop for a car, before you go and look at what cars. You know the, the the new whatever the new model is that I really want. You know how much does that cost? Because then somehow you'll find a way to make that affordable. You need to start by saying, "This is my cash budget. This is what I can afford." And and if you if you don't, you know, and and most South Africans simply cannot start by buying a car cash. It's just not pra- practical or possible for them. If that's the case, then you say, "Okay." Uh, I, I can afford, a, you know, whatever it is, three thousand rand a month uh, as a as a monthly debit order to pay for a car uh, and and pay it off over three or four years, and and that means I need to save X as a deposit, and I need to be sure that I've got insurance and all the other things that I need to to fund that car in addition to the the, the monthly payment, and then you know what your number is. Once you've got your number, you put that number into there are quite a few very good online sites that you know you can specify a price for a car uh, and and then you start to to look for what you can afford as opposed to the other way around because I, I've fallen into that trap too many times to count I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not bragging here I'm I'm, I'm a victim uh, of myself which is you know I, I love the new car whatever it is and and let's find a way to make that work and and then I look at affordability last and it's just such a mistake so so for for Tabisa and everybody else that's listening th- that's not the way to do it the way to do it is the, the Bruce way start with the lump sum this is what I can afford and, and then you start to work on all the other criteria and, and I think there's a lot to go in but 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 that's the starting point Bruce how uh, there's nothing that focuses the mind more than saving money and then deciding how much of that money you want to spend on an asset that depreciates the moment you drive it off the showroom floor. And it will change your expectations of what you want to drive. You may think that you are the you, you look best in the latest Porsche or the latest Mercedes or the latest Audi, whatever it might be. You may think that's where you look best. But you have you maybe have champagne goggles on. 
You've got beer, money and champagne tastes. Um, and the temptation is to take your 300,000 rand and to put it down as a deposit and get the car that you look good in because it's only 7,000 rand a month, as you say. So a couple of rules here, Warren. One, set a budget and stick to it. Whether you're financing the car or paying cash for it, stick to the budget no matter what. If you are financing it, get the biggest possible deposit that you can to throw against the price, get the shortest term you can, and ensure that by the end of that term, that car is paid off in full. And then you probably get another five or six years drive out of it. I mean, I think I think there are a few things to add there. One, uh, you, you know, even though the dealerships or the finance houses might might offer you a term longer than five years, you, you definitely should not do that. Uh, you, know, you know, as you said, the the car is losing value every single second of every single day that you own it, even if you're not driving it. So, so you can't, you simply cannot finance a car over seven years and, and convince yourself you've made a good financial decision. You, you, the, the the truth is, you have not. Uh, and so, you, you, you know, if you take a finance period of five years, that's fine. Make sure you do everything you possibly can to pay, pay it off over three uh, and 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 do, do whatever you can to make that work. And then, you know, we work well with, with others when it comes to uh, decisions like this. So one of the things you really should do is to talk to someone in, in, in my life that that's my wife who's totally unemotive about cars. And we make the decision together. If you're single, uh, then you know maybe you need to phone my wife; she'll help you. But <laughs> but if you're single, what what you need to do is find someone who doesn't like cars, who's not going to get excited about them, and help them help you make this decision. You make the decision together because it's all good and well finding your best friend who's equally addicted to cars to kind of g you up to say this is the best decision you could ever make. You know you're going to look great in this car, but but actually. Kind of finding a car buying buddy who who is not emotive about cars is a, is a really sensible way to manage your own emotions, and it's it's a way of holding yourself to account for for something that you you might not be strong enough to resist. And and I'm 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 speaking from experience. So so do this, you know, do, do yourself a huge favor here. Is allow someone else to help you make a decision if you know that you're not going to resist. If you're one of those people that just don't care about cars, well then you know then you don't need anybody to help. It's a, a straight financial decision. But understand the car is going to lose value. It, there is no way that anybody can convince me that cars are an investment. The, 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 the rare situation where a car goes up in value is 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 extremely rare. And, and it's just one of those things that, that you shouldn't be doing. You know, when we're buying mass-produced cars, they don't go up in value. That, that that's not what we're talking about here. And then you're right, don't do the the balloon payment. That's you know, you know, that, that that's just a way to to kind of do your weapon of wealth destruction. So so a big issue for me is uh, big deposits, paid off over three years. Get your, you know, someone you trust and understand to help you with this, and and someone you respect that you'll listen to to their decision. And affordability is lump sums. And and then the big thing, and and the car companies will hate this, is you know, why on earth are you buying a new car? You know, the 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 fact that cars get sold with service plans and motor plans and all those things. Uh, that's a story we tell ourselves. You know, that's the thing of uh, it's so expensive to service uh, service a car. I'm just going to buy it with you know buy it new, and then I've got five years to drive it. You go and buy you know a three or four year old car that that's well maintained, well serviced, and you can get get cars checked now. Uh, you don't need a, a dealership to service that car for you. There are many very good 
motor mechanic uh, operations out there that will service the car yeah. equally well, you know, and, and I'm not saying don't service the car, you definitely should, but you don't need to pay the dealerships to do it. You know, they're, they're way more expensive than, than the person around the corner who's using the same parts and doing it at half the price. I'm saying half the price as an example. No, absolutely. But also the process of understanding what you are in for when buying the car, because so often we look at the price tag. And yes, now we're going to buy this four-year-old car, as you, as you suggest. Um, it's out of motor plan. So now we are liable for the services. Does this brand have affordable parts or are the parts notoriously expensive? Does it take a long time for the parts to arrive in the country? Be aware of that. Because if the parts can't take a long time and something breaks in the car and you don't have a car for two or three weeks, you're going to be renting a car or taking Ubers or whatever the case is. There's an additional cost. Have you checked the tires to see if they've got at least, I don't know, 10,000 more Ks on them? Have you checked, you know, where the repairs were done previously, where they were done properly, and whether or not the um, the service schedule was stuck to? And then, of course, it's not just the insurance that you've got to be aware of, because also insurance doesn't go down, despite the fact that the value of the car decreases every year. The, the price of insurance goes up because the, uh, the insurance companies say, well, no. Our parts go up every year, and we, we, if we have to replace parts in your car during an accident, well, then that becomes more expensive. And then, of course, there's this nasty little thing of interest rates, because if you're financing your car, that's all well and good. But my goodness me, how are you going to cope with 10 interest rate increases in two years? Can you survive those should they occur? And that's precisely where a lot of people are coming unstuck at the moment. And and I think there you know there are two aspects to to this. One is you know circling all the way back to Tabitha's question around uh, letting your interest rate float or fixing your interest rate is something we need to talk about. Uh, and and then you know I think um, both the insurance companies and and the the finance houses seem to me to punish younger drivers. You know so so younger drivers uh, tend to pay significantly high interest rates and and certainly. Uh, pay very high uh, insurance premiums, and and uh, you know there, there could be an argument on the insurance company's part that you know younger drivers are higher risk, um, but 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 certainly that's that's a huge factor, and and so you know to me I haven't seen a good finance deal where you fix interest rates that actually work in in the favor of the client. You know to me you, what you find is you know if they fix an interest rate, I mean let's say now primes at at eleven point two five. You know if you get offered a fixed rate. The likelihood is it's not at prime. It's going to be at prime plus two or three or whatever the percentage is, uh, and and usually the you know the, those fixed interest rate deals get offered n- not long before interest rates start coming down again. And and so I just I've never found a, a deal uh, where I, where I would be kind of tempted to fix the rate. I, I think you know m- making sure that your interest rate is linked to prime is good, uh, and and understanding that when prime is at eleven point two five. And a dealership comes to you and says, "We can finance your car at prime plus two or prime plus three." Uh, you're in a situation where you're nearly paying 15% on interest a year. Understanding that that when you're paying 15% interest, it's doubling against you every five years. So if you buy the car today at 100,000 rand, you've you've paid at least another 100,000 rand in finance charges o- over the next five years. The, and remember, the car that you bought for 100,000 rand, by the time you sell it, is probably worth 50,000 rand. So, so you've ended up costing yourself 100,000 of finance charges plus 
losing 50,000 just in the value of the car. So, so you know, you need, you need to try and get the lowest interest rate you can. And, and sure, you know, you can't always negotiate w- w- with the banks. You know, paying a big deposit helps. Uh, but but what you can do to protect yourself then is is pay off that car as fast as you possibly can. So even if you are getting drilled at prime plus one, you, you know you, you stop the pain as fast as possible. And the one thing you can control is pay off that car much much more quickly than the five years. And, and pl- as I said earlier, please don't do it over seven because then then you're in it probably no, but, you know, 150%. The trouble, the trouble is when you're buying a car over seven years and you can't afford the car, they were told you it's affordable, but you actually couldn't afford it. Um, and you get to the end of the seven-year period and you say, thank goodness that is over. I've now got a seven-year-old car. Except you've driven it quite hard because you're a rep or whatever the case is, and it's almost time to get a new car. Oh, and this little, the balloon payment, because that balloon payment is Satan's little surprise for you <laughs> once you think you're done with the payments. And that's quite frightening. It, it is. And and uh, just to understand balloon payments for a second. So so let's say they, they tell you at the end of the period, you're going to you know, need to pay in another 100,000 rand. That, that 100,000 rand is not a loan that they've given to you interest free. They, they are charging you interest on that 100,000 for the entire period of, of the finance deal. So if you've taken a seven year uh, deal from the finance house and you're, you're paying off at the end another 100,000 right at the end, uh, all of that you've paid interest on for the entire period. So you've paid the two hundred thousand rand, uh, you know, car price plus now the balloon right at the end. Uh, you're paying interest on that right at the end. So, so the, the the balloon payment is extremely lucrative thing for the finance house and for the car dealership. For you as the buyer to to now make a car affordable, just understand. You know, a seven-year car car finance deal with balloon, you've probably paid one and a half times the, the price of the car just in finance charges. It's not affordable. If you can't buy the car uh, with, with the deposit uh, and 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 get it done over five years, the, the 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 truth is that car is not affordable for you. You need to change your your your, your price bracket and look at something that you can afford. That, that that's the hard the, the hard truth. And just be aware of the fact that interest rates do go up, and they can go up for quite a long time and they can stay higher than the rate at which you bought the car for longer than you think. And if that occurs to you, you could get short, caught short and you'll find yourself in financial trouble because there's also maintenance and running costs on these blooming things. And that is a, a, a reality for it. So, Tobisa wants to replace his 10-year-old car with a decent low mileage demo model. No, no problem there. Saved funds for the purchase, but he will need to take out vehicle finance for 40% of the vehicle and he wants to pay it off in two, maximum three years. I'm guessing two is better than three. Not sure if you go for a fixed rate or linked interest rate. The linked interest rate, the floating interest rate here, Warren, I, I would argue and I would concur with you, um, where we are in the interest rate cycle at the moment, there may be one interest rate hike coming. Um, is it likely we're going to get another four or five interest rate hikes? It's possible, but not likely. And um, you know, on that basis, you'll be paying a much higher premium than you need to on this car for the duration of your contract, because if you believe the rates are coming down fairly soon, you'd be mad to fix your rate. It's absolutely true. I think, uh, you know, if we do get one more rate hike, uh, you know, and, and let's say Tobiso has to finance the car over three years, for example, there is a good chance over a three-year period that rates do come down somewhere along, uh, along the line, maybe later on. So I, I would certainly not uh, not fix the rate. And 
Uh, and and then you know it seems like Tobiso um, knows what to do with this. So so certainly paying off the car quickly again m- makes all the sense. Um, and and I think with fixed rates you might even be penalised if you paid off the the, the car earlier. So so again just an, another argument against uh, a fixed rate. So so no p- please don't fix the rate. Go, go with floating, uh, and everything else that that, that Tobiso wants to do I think is amazing. You know, b- b- big deposit, uh, pay off the car quickly, and and if you get you know if Tobiso gets it done over two years. You know, Great. It's that's exactly the, the 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 right way to go with this. Warren Ingram, personal financial advisor and director at Galileo Capital, with good insights and good wisdom this evening when it comes to the process of buying a car. You are going to need to buy a car. You're going to need to buy several cars. If you can't, for you know, afford to save the money to buy it for cash and limit yourself to a maximum price tag, and you do need to finance it please listen again to the podcast. It's absolutely critical that you go in forearmed because the temptations, oh, the temptations, air conditioning, leather seats, oh, the temptations.